With angry heart, he raced down Olympus Heights, his bow and quiver strapped across his shoulders. The arrows shook and rattled during his furious, leaping descent fast as the fall of night. He aimed shots towards the ships from far away, and dreadful was the clang of his silver bow. First, he assailed mules and fast-running dogs, then turned his lethal barbs on Argive men crowded funeral pyres blazed day and night. I'm Toby. This is Lessons from the Lore, and I think of all the things I could begin by reading, this one needs, needs the least introduction. We're starting with the Iliad, book one, and I want to talk really briefly about what I'm doing here, and then we're going to jump right into it. But first, I would like to say this to Apollo. Apollo, son of Leto, god of music and of poetry, as I begin now in this undertaking, I ask that you lend me some fraction of your ability, some fraction of your wisdom, that with my humanity, we might together make something worth making. Apollo, accept my offering. What I'm doing here, really briefly, is more about me than anything else, and the whole podcast thing is mostly about accountability. Uh, I want to look at the ancient Greek, the Roman lore, and take from it what wisdom I can take. Not because I want to be a Roman or an ancient Greek. I like being an American in Europe. It's a pretty good combination. But because these are gods who I revere. These are stories that I love. And anybody who knows me in my personal life knows that I do not have a surplus of wisdom. I will take the wisdom I can find anywhere I can find it. The reason we're beginning with the Iliad is twofold. One, I keep telling myself I'm going to memorize at least sections of it, and so I'm always diving into it. Two, it's a pretty big thing, so like, by the time we get to the end of it, I'll have an idea what I'm doing, I hope. And lastly, because I am a really new pagan, a by some standards. Anyhow, I'm still really struggling coming out of monotheism, this idea of my connection, my relation to the gods. And although I might do some seasonal stories, we're coming up on, you know, Dionysia, we're coming up on Samhain. So there's some seasonal stuff to do. But more than that, what I wanted to do for myself was really look at mortal god relationships in the lore, and this seemed like the right place to begin. So, what I want to do is go through this from beginning more or less to end, only now discussing those parts in which gods and mortals seem to have relationships. Uh, and here we are. We're in book one of the Iliad. I'm going to begin reading here at line eight in which Homer introduces the idea of this gigantic 
conflict between Agamemnon and Achilles, which is like the whole basis of the entire story, and it begins like this. Which immortal god sowed that quarrel seeds? Zeus's son, Apollo, enraged at the king, he riddled the camp with plague, and men were dying, all because Agamemnon had scorned Chryses, Apollo's priest, who had approached the ships bearing measureless ransom to free his daughter. He held the garland that graced Apollo's head wrapped on a gold staff, and he begged the Greeks, especially Atreus' sons, the two commanders, Sons of Atreus, and all you thick, grieved Achaeans, may the gods who hold Olympus permit you to plunder Priam's city and sail home safe. But take this ransom, free my cherished child, and show respect for Zeus's son Apollo. The assembled Argives shouted their wish to honor the priest and take his splendid gifts. But Agamemnon was deeply displeased and dismissed the holy man with stern orders. Old man, let me not find you by these ships, either tarrying now or returning later. The gods Garland and staff will not avail you. I will not free her till age overtakes her in my Argive home. Far from hers and yours, after plying my loom and sharing my bed. Go, do not provoke me, and you leave unharmed. Frightened, the old priest obeyed the command and walked silently by the roaring surf. When the god had gone, when when he had gone a safe distance, he prayed to Lord Apollo, fair-haired Leto's son. O oh god who wields a silver blow, shelters Chryse and sacred Killa, and governs Tenedos, lord of plagues, if ever I built you a shrine or burned on your altar the fattened thighs of goats and bulls, then grant this wish for me. Let your arrows repay the Greeks for my tears. That was his prayer, and Phoebus Apollo heard with angry heart. He raced down Apollo's Olympus heights, his bow and quiver strapped across his shoulders. The arrows shook and rattled during his furious leaping descent, fast as the fall of night. He aimed shots toward the ships from far away, and dreadful was the clang of his silver bow. First, he assailed mules and fast-running dogs. Then he turned his lethal barbs on Argive men, till crowded funeral pyres blazed day and night. Which is pretty powerful stuff, um, and has definitely inspired me not to tempt Apollo's wrath. But I'm really excited at this beginning because I really like Chryse's relationship with Apollo. It sounds ridiculous, but I come at this from a really modern, I think, understanding of what a relationship is, and I genuinely appreciate that Chryse paid into his relationship account with Apollo and advanced 
burning the fat and thighs of bulls and goats. Prior to making requests of Apollo, something that I'm really personally not comfortable with, and this is going to come like very soon, still in book one of the Iliad, is this idea of transactional relationships or relationships with the gods or transactional dealings with the gods. Please do this. Here is a libation of wine. Thanks. Um, in this, you see Apollo's wrath, and it's pretty serious. And it comes as much, I believe, from Apollo's priest being dishonored as from Apollo's icons being dishonored. Meaning, Apollo, much like you or I might, saw a friend be disrespected and said, listen, it's in my power to correct this. I'm going over there and I'm taking care of it. And that, I think, actually, um, one of the reasons I started this now <laughs> is I knew that when I tried a project that would require me to speak, I wanted to appeal to Apollo. And like in this really weird way, I wanted to first make several offerings with no strings attached before asking for help, even though really I knew that ultimately I was doing all of this because I wanted Apollo to stand by me as I speak. Nonetheless, as I branch out, as I say, hey, there's this entire pantheon of deities to whom I can build a relationship. What I'm taking from this is that the strongest relationships are the ones in which you invest for the sake of relationship alone. I'm not going to rule out that people and gods do things without, do things for a momentary reward, and then forget you. But moving forward, I think my takeaway is choose which gods you want to invest relationship with, invest in that, invest in it for the sake of the relationship, and you'll have some capital to draw down on when times get rough. All right. I... Thank anybody who did listen for listening. I blame my rambling on myself. And anything I did right, I'm going to credit this to Apollo. I just want to say thanks to him. Apollo. I thank you for these brief moments of your support. and offer to you praise and gratitude. So be it. All right, I don't know how often I'm going to do this. Uh, obviously, the whole goal is to be in the lore more and more often, but we will see. Stay tuned. <laughs>